All right, we're back. Uh, and BC's really surprised by the loud intro. Yeah, you're, you're a lot louder than Eagle. Yeah, I know I am. That's okay. I'm loud yeah. too. Is Eagle louder in I, than all of us? Well, see, the thing is, I can be louder if I choose to be louder. Like, I but can be very loud. But you're not loud. Or I can be very quiet. So you're very quiet then. You're a quiet guy. Yeah. No, I, but do, do like, you not understand how audio levels work? I'm talking about another thing. Um. Well, <laughs> I know. Now I have to think. I know. I know that. I know from Eagle that former roommate Andrew Dana was locked. Really? I yeah. saw him actually at, at the um, at the Cannoli Bowl. Yeah. He yeah, up. he was there. He was there. Yeah. Uh, thanks for shouting me out, by the way. Literally, the first thing you said was, Eagle has two touchdowns. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Hello. It was such a weird night. Anyway, that was a weird night, but we're talking about weird nights from this past week. PZ Delarizzi, Eagle in the Nest, as we are now about 60% of the way completed uh, with about four weeks left, I guess, is or yeah. five weeks, because some teams have played six, some teams have played five games, so we got six weeks, five weeks left. Yeah. Um, so it was weird for the, the authors to decide when to write their midseason breakdowns. Um, so like Iggy Magnets in Div C had most of his games, most of his teams at five games last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then most of my teams only reached the halfway point this week. So I'm actually uh, embroiled in writing the midseason report. I'm uh, about 15 hours in. Uh, I write, only. I write way too much. And only. Then, so Eagle knows this about me is I actually write every day. And so articles tend to be when I start about 30 pages and then I pare it down to like one nine nine to ten one page no, my, after my articles are super long my articles are three shits so like a full day your your your, your pre your pre-work shit yeah your lunchtime shit and your after work shit that's that's what I aim for that's a lot because that's where you read the articles right like I, I I know that I've committed my life to writing things that men read with their pants off yeah you, you could perhaps um, so let's dive into it then, as we are now either 60% of the way in the case of Division C, as we are now at a point where we're starting to see some separation here in Pisa. As we dive into the standings, what we have left of the remainder of the season, I looked at it right now, and we have a boatload of teams at two wins from seven through 10. Given that Le Santar, Mangus are at one win, one win each, Balzip still 0 for 6. They could be perhaps eliminated this week if they lose this week with some wins going against them. Yeah. Could three wins be enough to qualify for a 7, 8, 9, or 10 spot in the playoffs? Balzip in the weird position where even though they're not deleted, not uh, eliminated yet, they probably, because of tiebreakers, are ostensibly eliminated without knowing it. Like, yeah. Because some teams will win ahead of them regardless of what happens. Uh, but look, all you can do is win your last three games uh, or last four games and uh, hope for the best. Um, that said, like with the way the bottom of the division is playing, you I saw you ask the question, Moes. Could uh, three wins be three enough? Was, yeah. Um, I wasn't sure if you said it or if I read it. <laughs> read it, said it. We both did it. So Now both have been done. Um, yeah. I think so because of how many teams are making the playoffs and, and the disparity between the top and bottom of the division. We, we have... We have three top teams, and then we have the next team is a 500 team, right? So like the the and it's what we've been talking about is the, the the cream rising in the division, and sort of a middle tier, and then the 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 weaker teams sort of round it all off. Um, so we we're seeing that pl- play out through the season. I can't imagine Top Sauce, EZW, Silent Ticklers, 
even Grokok even that have that tie that may even play their their, their benefit. Um, I can't imagine any of those teams winning less than three games. Yeah, right? you know, you know, when you look at the Santerre, for example, they tied the Grokok at the last game in Brebeuf, right? Their next two games will be against Blessed and and uh, Top Sauce. So bless, given they're coming off a bad loss. To, and they're not happy with that loss. No, and right. there's the first outdoor loss, which we'll talk about afterwards for them okay. since they've been indoors all year. I, and I have, I have some, because I know the, because I know them uh, and have known them for a long time, I'll, I'll give some background as to why that, that even plays, uh, plays a role. Factor, exactly. But you look at Santar right now, that tie against Le Grocock could bite them in the backside at the end of the day where that extra point could be the difference of yeah. them jumping silent ticklers or easy W. It's a tie that plays more as a loss for Le Santar and more as a win for Le Grocock based on where they are in the standings. And absolves them of, of tiebreakers essentially yeah. from that point. So I, I think it'll be head to, it'd be funny if it turns out the head-to-head between Le Grocock and Le Santar, right? <laughs> you know, like Mangoose, for example, I think they've underachieved. I mean, they, for whatever reason, Pease, like they, they, they were playing b-ballers last week and they had b-ballers a couple of times, but they just couldn't score in the second half. And they've been an inefficient second-half team this year. And now they're in a position where they're 1-4 deep in a hole. They could have easily be 3-2 uh, and two at this point in the year in the dogfight for 4-5-6, and six, then now being number 12 in the overall standings. I, I learned something from... Um, it was... I think it might have been... I think it was Alex Holowak... Um, I don't think is how he said it, but he sort of said to break down your your playbook into three acts um, for a game. So what I would do a lot of times early on, uh, and this is obviously at a higher level that I'm currently playing, but um, quarterbacks that have a set of plays they run over and over and over, especially after halftime, teams adjust, right? Yeah. And so what what Alex Holowak, again, Division One, one of the top quarterbacks in FBF, taught me was what you want to do is develop sections in your playbook where I'm going to run these types of concepts. So, that, for example, what I like to do is I group my spacing concepts, my ISO concepts, and then my crossing concepts. And so, essentially, what I'll see in the second in the first half, I'll use two of those different concepts to make it harder for the defense to adjust. And then, based on how they adjust at halftime, I have two, I'll run two of three different groups of concepts, right? Right. Um, and so, the thing I've noticed with Mangoose is Nick Schaefer, amazing arm. One of the tightest spirals in FPF. Um, the ball comes in and comes in quick. He can throw down field. But he doesn't, he has a set of plays that he's calling in a given week based on what he thinks your defense is going to do, and he doesn't adjust. So, if you make adjustments at a halftime, it'll make it difficult. He, if he has the better athletes, he'll win. But as you move up in the divisions, that edge reduces significantly because everyone has athletes at the end of C. And they're the lowest scoring team right now, uh, Mangus yeah. in Division and, C. But that's the reason. The second half comes starts, and Nick Schaefer is running the same kind of plays. If I could offer any input, and uh, I don't know Nick Schaefer well, but I've played against them. Yeah. We're familiar with each other. I know a lot of the guys on the team. One thing I would say is sort of don't show all your cards right away and find ways to manipulate the, the adjustment in your favor Heading into the second half. Yeah, you, you don't want the offense or defense to have all the answers and you still stay with the same questions in the second half. You want to change those questions, right? And especially as teams get more and more familiar. Like, yeah. Eagle, like, I know you know what I want to call in a lot of spots, so I have to challenge myself, you know, in those games to call different kinds of things. And, and I think that's the next stage of development for Nick Schaefer, right? For sure. And then we, we saw that in those epic battles, let's say, between D-Boys and, 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 uh, and the finest. Like, 
D-Boy specifically, Marco Mastiuccio would find things to bring in uh, on a week-to-week basis, on a game-to-game basis that uh, he would surprise the finest with. Well, it's going to be the next two weeks be getaway separation of those teams with Le Santag and Mangus, and perhaps by the time we speak in a fortnight's time that Mangus might be on the outs if they are to lose mm-hmm. uh, their next two games. And even for Santerra with them playing, which is probably their playing game against Top Sauce in the coming weeks here. So we'll see what happens going ahead here. But, of course, the team that saved themselves was Silent Ticklers. They took out Bless. Now, Bless playing pretty much their entire season up until last week indoors, their first outdoor game of the year. And Pease, in the long run of things here, because they're on a tough side of the bracket where they have infantry now in the one hole, Blessed in the two-hole, and B-Ballers in the three. If the playoffs were to start today, B-Ballers and Blessed would be on a collision course for round number two, mm-hmm. perhaps, unless things get uh, upside down with the infantry losing in the one undone. Well, but there would be there'd be receding, right? Well, that's it, unless it gets so they, upside it would down, be, right? Maybe it would be closer to the conference final, but they're going to have to play B-Ballers at some point to the playoffs. I have some information, though, about that game. Yes, go for it. So, I had an inside source. Oh, who's your source? Well, That's Harold Will, Prasad? Will, Will Power. Stephen H? Uh, actually, no. I didn't actually talk to Steve. I spoke to him before the game. Yeah. Um, and a little bit during, but um, Will Power plays on a team, but he's also not my source. Now, he's now, a, let's he, call him either Will P or, or w, w Power. Power. W Power. Uh, w Power is at Jesus Camp, so I didn't speak to him. Is he, is he there right now? Yeah, he's a, he's a monitor. I know. I remember he missed your game, right? Like two years ago in the final. And he's going to be at least now because of the shifted schedule. He's missing. Um, he's missing only regular season games. That's all right. So, uh, but um, my source was Justin Blanchard, who who subbed for no, Jay Blanchard or Justin, Justin B. B. Justin Justin B could be a, Justin could be Justin Bieber. You know, Justin B. Uh, so Justin, um, he subbed for them this week because uh, Kevin Smuda uh, was hurt, was hurt and he was there at, at the field. And uh, Jonathan Svetna wasn't in That's attendance. He couldn't play. So the, those two are a big loss. Uh, one, one of the, the things he remarked was Jordan Panetta, his ability to make every throw against any defense was ridiculous. He's like, basically, uh, at one point, he threw, I think, three or four touchdowns against cover two with the two and four dropping. He threw corners where the DBs were in perfect position, but it was over the corner into the... Over the DB's hands, into the into the uh, receiver's hands at the end of the route, perfect timing and everything. Um, it was the right defense to call, and it still right. beat them. Kevin Smoot in the second half came off the bench, went to the sideline, and was calling defense for his. Was team. he wearing like a headset and no, like no, no, uh, play sheets? He's wearing de- denim. Oh, not um, the uh, you know those uh, winter jackets, the team winter no, jackets. No, no, no. no. He didn't have the, the Bill Belichick sleeveless hoodie no, either. He didn't have that going on for him. Uh, but no, uh, and, and Justin Blanchard said of Kevin Smuda, he said, dude is like the leader's leader. Like he's just, he knows how to command a group and and uh, he helped sort of settle them down when Stephen Harper saw it, made a few mistakes. Stephen Harper saw it through his first three interceptions of the season, know. which means Pease wins the bet. But I'm, I'm actually sad to see this because I'm friends with Steve. Um, it sucks that this happened because he's my buddy, you know. Um, well, well Smoot has quite inf- quite the influence on this show, forcing us to ch- uh, change his yeah. name, team name, to the actual name. So yeah, I mean, flooding, flooding Illini, flooding Illini, Illini. That's the one. But you know, that's so much worse. But I, I still think for for Blessed, it will come down to that last game against Infantry. They're at one loss. Infantry still undefeated. If Blessed were to take out Infantry, that means they would have the tiebreaker over 
over infantry and b-ballers and that ends up being a three-way tie i believe eagle they would have the edge because of the head-to-head or is that still up in the air in a three-way tie Three-way ties don't, don't head-to-head so it's a points differential then no, it's points against. Points against. So in that case, infantry. There's like seven criteria. Well, but there's no there's no divisions, so there's no divisional record. It, it comes. It'll come down to points against. Basically. So right now, infantry, I believe, has the best defense. They've given up the least mm-hmm. amount of points. So yes, it's not the best scenario for for blessed because they could end up on the same side of the bracket as B balls unless things go upside down with the playoff uh, picture here. But. Look, if they get back Svetna and Smuda for the next game, I think they should be A-OK. And look, we look at Sheesh. They are in the middle of the race right now. They have a two-game stretch where they played Blue Dreamers and Infantry. Yeah. So they play Thursday in Brossard. Dreamers against Sheesh. Who needs this victory even more on Thursday? Well, Blue Dreamers have an extra loss. So by definition, they do. Um, and Sheesh... Has a game in hand. Sheesh has a game in hand, and they've been playing better. So they've... They've scored about thirty points in the last three games. So, like, they actually, other than other than the first game where they they just couldn't keep up b ballers, um, they've they've been a consistent scoring team and they've been consistent with the points allowed. Again, it's just the the the, the top two teams have put a put a bit of a, a beating on them in that uh, they allow b ballers score 40, 51, and blessed score fifty two. If you look at the rest of those games, though, uh, you know they won twenty eight twenty. 30-27, and 31-19, and they're games where they, they basically controlled the game. Um, so it's they're not going to be that top-tier team, but I'm not surprised if they finish 7-3. The, ne- the, 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 the challenges they have left are the infantry week 8, obviously, and to your point, uh, Blue Dreamers, who I think, you know, those two teams, Sheesh and Blue Dreamers, to me, are the best two of... That next second wave. tier of teams. Yeah, next wave. Can I see- play a little bit of False Kings over here? Yeah, yeah go False for Kings. It. It's my favorite game. So that infantry game, I know the infantry are six and zero. They have the fourth easiest schedule in Division C. There we go. So it's not saying False much, but those six wins so far. So maybe they might lose can in you, two weeks. Can, 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 I, can, can I play you? False Kings number two? Yeah. B ballers five and one. They have the second easiest schedule, and this is removing the, the games they played against the opposition. Exactly. Right? Okay. So, what about Sheesh and Blue Dreamers? I have a feeling that they're they're literally about the same. Yeah. So Sheesh is about fifty two percent win rate, and Blue Dreamers is forty nine percent. So they're Where's literally like five and six on the rankings. So you know when I look that, at that, that makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. I think when you see the the depth of of. Uh, Sheesh, they have pretty good depth. Liberati's pretty good in what he does. And when I see how they played, I, I've scored cap a couple of their games this year. I mentioned this to you a few weeks ago, but Andrew Langbert's quarterback play has not been great. And I think when you look at, again, for what they've done so far for Blue Dreamers on the flip side of the coin here, they got some game breakers. But the question now for them moving forward into this game, because this probably will, will determine who will be your four seed in this playoffs, is can they get better quarterback play and what they've yeah. gotten so far because our boy, and you know who our boy is, gentlemen. Who's our oh, boy? Joe Flacco. And Joe Flacco? Alessandro Barzoni. Okay. I, didn't, I forgot that that was a comparison. I, I didn't know what you were referring to either. <laughs> we did a whole co- a comparison. Yeah, I just forgot. Flacco and Barzoni. Um, but, but look. Flacco's irrelevant, so I figured. <laughs> exactly. Um, but look, Lang- but Langberg, like I said, the games where he wasn't playing against the top tier competition, and even when he did, he did put up forty two against ballers. So, you know, and we'll move on to Barrett Sony. But no, yeah. he yeah he did. But but I think 
for Barazzoni, I mean, he was he was uh, befuddled. He was bamboozled when I call him Flacco. Hasn't played well since that comment by yours truly. This so it's it's all about you, Mo. Right? It's, it's your all ego. about me. When I call it's not him. his. No. It's not the competition he's no, playing against. I'm in his head. Right. I'm in his head. He sees my face when he's making that throw down the sidelines to AJ Gomes. But respect the ego, not the competition. But you know what? If they do win this game, Blue Dreamers against Sheesh, Sheesh has that game in hand here. Essentially, they put themselves a game and a half up on Sheesh for that yeah. for that four spot, and then you have shit still hovering around who have played five games themselves. Who lost the bla- uh, Who lost the sheesh last week here? So there is a bit of a triangle action going on here between these three teams moving forward. Uh, who needs to win this badly this week, regardless of where they stand right now in the Diffsy Conference levels? Who needs a win overall? Overall, like a badly needed win this week, regardless of who they are. It could be infantry, it can be uh, the Grove Cock, it could be Easy W, it could be Silent Ticklers for all I care. Um, I say Easy W top sauce. Um, the reason. I'll say this about Top Sauce. Um, I was worried once Pajazon took over, just because it's the highest level he's thrown at, and Divsi looks to be very competitive this season. I thought um, the season was done. But Pat, as he often does, has proved me wrong. And he's played well enough. Now, I know they just got blown up by the Eagle Cock. Um, but they have, look, they have infantry this week. I don't expect him to win that game. But they then play, to me, two winnable games against Les Santa and, and Mangus. If they win those two games, it guarantees them a playoff spot. Yeah, I think four wins get So I don't know if they... Yeah. Like, if, it's, if you're asking who needs to win this specific week, yeah. it's not... This is, this is not the week that they're going to win anyway. Uh, but if, if you're asking about in close proximity, uh, I'd probably say top sauce within the, the two weeks after that. They definitely need to win at least one of those two games. EZW has silent ticklers before they play B-ballers and sheesh. Silent ticklers, it'll be tough for them, but if, you know, they, they haven't been, silent ticklers haven't been sharp week in, week out. Yeah. So if they can get the surprise win there, it sets them up to basically guarantee a playoff I'll spot. say this quickly before we get to Alexi Dubois coming up right now. Since July 23rd in the second half, when Top Sauce was up 36-26 against B-ballers, mm-hmm. they've been outscored 59 nothing. Lost thirty nine nothing to the Grocock, and they were outscored twenty zero in the final ten minutes of that loss to uh, B Ballers. So yeah. they have to get that offense going for sure. Yeah. Well, again, it's it's a it's a quarterback playing the division for the first. We time. are now joined by the dean of coed, Alexis Dubois, Mr. Prime Minister. How are you doing today, sir? Good, good. Though. How Is are you he doing? A dean or a prime minister? They're He's different both. things. He's both. <laughs> He's both. He's both. He's both. We'll call him the prime minister from now on. All right, uh, prime minister. Uh, again, how you been, sir? Not bad. I'm at the cottage right now looking out onto the lake, which is lovely. How are you doing? That's what the prime ministers do, right? They look at cottage uh, uh, at the lakeview from their cottage. Up. Is this the same cottage where you had that really ugly orange sweater and you're making a weird face? So this is a stock photo I have of you. It's the same picture we one, have on the yeah. screen right now. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, same one. Awesome. All right, Alexi, let's dive into it. Um, we're, we're more than halfway through co-ed this year. Uh, your thoughts on how this division or divisions have played out so far with Tier 1 and Tier 2? Sounds good. So let's start in co-ed one. Just keep things simple. So co-ed five to co-ed one, co-ed two. There's a few crossover games, but essentially, come playoff times, it'll be co-ed one and co-ed two. So in co-ed one, um, this is going to sound boring, but you know, Power Rangers and Third Down for What are clearly our two top teams. Um, this year, what I really like about Third Down for What is their increased depth. 
they've always had some stars on this team. You know, you think Sarah Parker, the Murphy brothers, Alexis Gomal. But this year, if you look up and down their roster, there's not a single player who's really a weakness. Most games, Eric Sugamon is the person who has the least receiving yards on their team, or maybe Kevin Lubin. And if I'm on a team where Kevin Dubain or Eric Sugamon are my two worst receivers, not to say they're bad receivers, but if they're my two worst receivers on the team, I'm sitting pretty happy. So that's what I really think has made a difference in the team this year. It's allowed them to take that one next step. Now, that being said, as good a team as third down for what I've always had, you know, I've always sat here halfway through the season. Generally, halfway through the season, third down for what are exactly where they are now undefeated, great season, Sarah Parker's playing amazing, and generally they go on to lose the final to Power Rangers. So I don't think we can act like this season is anything different from the usual until they play Power Rangers in the regular season, which I think is coming up this week. Um, Power Rangers this year, I think, have taken a step back from before. I think a large part of that is because they don't have Alex Pinon. So, you know, one Pinon is great, two Pinons is amazing. But, you know, they only have one Pinon. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like if you're having a chicken, you want to have both the pilons exactly. off and both those chicken legs. And <laughs> or else, only or else one, he's limping around, dude. It doesn't quite fill you up. Exactly. <laughs> and that's kind of how Power Rangers feel this year. They've they've also I've always known Power Rangers a team that uses the girls and the women on their team the most throughout co ed. Mm. And this season they're not holding that title down. I can look at the stats and give you an exact answer. But if you look through their box scores which I have every week, you know, there's nothing jumping out of there, you know. I believe it's Jasmine Farmer and Constance Miller on this roster, but don't quote me on that because my memory isn't great. And they haven't jumped out at me one week. They haven't, you know, posted a sixty-catch game for three touch, a sixty-yard game for three touchdowns or something yet. And I think that's probably where they're missing a little bit. So maybe without the second leg of the chicken, i.e., the second Pilon brother, they're probably other defenses can probably focus in a bit more on the women of the team and force, you know the ball out of their lower-level receivers, which is, I think, what's hurting them. Now, that being said, Power Rangers have lost the third down four in the regular season. They've, you know, they finished 6-2 and two when Coed was an eight-game season, mm-hmm. and, they've still lost, and they've still wound up beating third down for what in the final. So I entirely see a situation possible where third down for what beat Power Rangers twice in the regular season and still find a way to lose them in the final, because that's just because what we've seen for years and years in Coed. So you mentioned on Power Rangers... Um that they're, they're getting less contributions from their female players. But are there players in general, you know, you can go female female or male, uh, who are not contributing in a way that you expected, and maybe tell us why. Other than the two female players, I need to look up now their stats, but this roster's always been pretty front-loaded. It's always been the two Pilon brothers killing it on offense, and on defense, it's a combination of the Pilon brothers and Wade Shawcross Jr. getting things done, and Tam Valadev is what Tam Valadev always is. I don't think I've seen, you know, most times from Shawcross Jr., you expect him to have one or, one or two of those two interception games a year, and just but judging by the fact that I don't think he's been on Team of the Week yet, probably means he hasn't had a two interception game yet. So if you're looking at a player who can step up and take the next step to bring Power Rangers to the le- next level, it wouldn't be offensively. I think it would be Shawcross Jr. taking the next step on defense or just getting back to where he was pre-pandemic. Alexi, when you look at t- uh, Tier 2 right now, uh, Fantastic, it's been a close race with, with Fantastic, Simi Kokong, pretty much neck and neck, and yin and yang not far away. Um, how do you think this will unfold going to the final few weeks of the season with Tier 2? Honestly, no clue. I No, I really mean that. The, I've been trying to predict this all season, and it seems impossible. Just when I thought Les Simi Kokong had things wrapped up, 
mean, I'm not sure if you guys have talked about this yet, but Maggie Evgenia has been playing lights out through the first few weeks of the season. She put up, I think, 200 yards against party mix. She crushed fantastic when the first time they played. She's been playing fantastic, fantastic this season. And I was expecting Lisa Mikhaka to beat fantastic this week. And look what happened. They kind of laid a duck egg. I think she went two touchdowns, three interceptions, and it just... It was kind of the Mariev Giraud we saw last season mm-hmm. who passed for a lot of yards and then threw a big interception in the red zone. And she seems to have gone back to that state compared to the phenomenal play she's been on so far this year. And of course, I had the praise in the article one week and the next week she comes out. I did the same so thing great. the show. So I think the key to take away from this is I did the I same the thing in the show, Alexi. Don't and, praise and players he, and they'll be good all. Yeah. I made the same mistake. I can definitely sympathize with a with a quarterback who throws a ton of yards and makes a mistake in the red zone. So <laughs> <laughs> I sympathize with her. When we see less sacked, uh, they just took a loss to Yin and Yang, 33-12. Um, they've struggled since their inception in FPF. Um, look, we say all the time, FPF is a league where you need to learn. You're not going to necessarily be successful right away. Um, what are the steps they need to make to start being a little more competitive? Yeah, so I actually saw La game Monday night in Adbrebeuf, I was scorekeeping it, against Yin and Yang. And before getting into the steps, just quickly, if you look at the score to get game, I think it was 33-12, to 12, if I, you know, score kept it correctly. Please no stack complaints out there. Um, if so, it was Mo who made the mistake. Always, but always. There, there, was this, there, there was a while in this game where I actually thought La had a chance. Not to say I thought they were going to win, but I thought it was going to be close enough so that the game was going to be interesting. Ultimately, what did them in, and I think this is Lasek's biggest mistake, is little mental gaps. So I'll give you an idea. At the end of the first half, Yin and Yang, they have one play. Lasek scored. Yin and Yang got the ball. One play, 40 yards to go. Um, Weir drops back at quarterback. Matthew Peacock drops back at the second quarterback. Lasek are playing a 1-3-5 defense. Peacock gets the ball, airs it out 40 yards to... Jonathan Weir, mm-hmm. who is standing like on an island. They passed the 40-yard incontested catch because the quarterback, the, sorry, the corner completely collapsed the other side of the field, and it was just a wide-open touchdown that kind of ended the game at that point. Even though it was in the first half, when you're down two or three scores at the end of the first half, we all know this, the game's essentially over, barring some sort of miracle or peace throwing you two, three pick sixes in the second half. <laughs> Uh, Alexi, uh, just quickly so, before we let you go, um, we know tackle football is coming up just around the corner. Do you think this will impact third down for what, given that the Murphy boys uh, play university and stage up football and they start camps this week going forward with the regular season not too far behind? I'm going to say no because I already talked about how deep I think the third down for what roster is, and I think they're underutilizing players like Eddie Sigomal and Kevin Dubai. So if they lose the Murphy Brothers, you know, of course, losing Division One talent isn't something any team could, you know, just laugh at. But I think there's players who they can use more and who will step up and fill those voids. I do like that the first time you pronounced Gomo and Lubay, you pronounced them with the English pronunciation and then switched. It shows a lot of versatility. Hey, I like the it. Prime Minister, man. The yeah, Dean. It's true. That's why he's the Prime <laughs> Minister, apparently. Exactly. All right, Prime Minister, uh, thank you very much for joining us. So get back to your lake uh, front, uh, I guess. The lake front that looks like... Oh, you want to put it again? Yeah, you got to put the picture uh, up. Eagle, it's okay. Don't worry. Oh, God, thanks, guys. Yes.
All right, Prime Minister, have well, a have picture. Have a good time. And there's a picture. There we go. There we go. There you go. Look at that face. <laughs> what were you doing eyes. again? It looks like you're holding ice over a fire. I, I think he's setting something up for ice huh? fishing or <laughs> scraping something off of something else. Would... So I can't see the picture, so it's pretty hard to say. But if I'm holding something over the fire, is it possible I'm roasting a marshmallow? No. 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 It looks like it's a piece of ice, and you have no. it looks like, a, okay. like a piece of pizza shape. Oh, ice. I know the picture. We were make we we came up in the spring, early pandemic, and we had collected maple water, and we were boiling down the maple water to make maple syrup. Okay. Oh, and you and you, you ended up with half an ounce of maple syrup. Yeah. I imagine. Prime Minister leading the way right now, going uh, clean on eating. Thank you, Prime Minister. Have a great rest of the week. We'll see you next week, pal. Later, dude. Thank you. Right. See you guys. Bye. See you soon, Prime Minister Alexis Dubois, with us. All right. Speaking of uh, Prime Minister, let's head over to Division D. And let's give uh, him the demo. Let's go to D's. Um, I actually have the menu lined up here because I know Eagle's a big fan of the the restaurants. So Arush. I actually got some Lama Junes at Adonis this weekend. I can't get to go to the Laval to pick them up for the show and everything. The timing's a little tight, but I this really want to get them. There's two yeah. spots, though, no? Uh, there's one in the Laval and one in off, the, off the 40, no? I walked to the Is there one that. off the 40? I don't oh. think there is. There used to be one in the Concordia building, and that was like my go-to place for snacks at the evening, yeah. and then it closed. Yeah, I, I walked over, so I wasn't able to get any. Cause, uh, yeah, I, anyway. Took that, a six-mile hike. So, so the point that I'm bringing up here, Arush... Uh, Apparently there is one over here on Liège. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. We're next week, this. next week, next week. We're gonna week. get this. Okay, so should we buy into Arouche because they're they're four and one now, and their four ones have come against teams with a combined record of six and sixteen, and their lone loss was to Los Siete Amigos, which is one of the better teams in this division here. So, peace. I mean, and I've seen them play a few times now. I scored kept their game uh, on Monday in Brossard. They're they're a fun group of guys. Mm-hmm. That are loud in a good way. They don't they don't rub it in anyone's faces. They have a good time playing football here. I'll bring up a name that I'll, that I'll get for you in a couple seconds here. But are you buying into Arush and what they can do for the second half of the season? I think that they're what we expect. Um, they're going to beat bad teams. They're going to lose to good teams. Um, I th- and you'll you're going to correct me uh, about their their strength of schedule. But just looking at it, uh, a they got to win by forfeit. Uh, B, I think that their wins are against teams that are around or sub 500. Six and 16. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, they are like literally middle of the pack at 49%. So I think they're a middle of the pack team. Um, and and they they now go on to face blackouts, fighting Illini. Uh, uh, say it properly, please. Fighting Illini. Illini. <laughs> Illini. Um, Hey, I made a promise to Kevin Smuda. I won't call them. The what would he have done though? Like honestly, if we didn't uh, oh, apply, he, he was. You know what? He, he would was, get frustrated every week. He would get flustered, oh, right? Man, he like, would definitely. Honestly, get really, um, he's flustered. The, I, exactly. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is <laughs> that um, he he asked me nicely, and I respected that. But he also didn't ask you, Mo, and he didn't ask you, Eagle. No, because I would have said, I would have so, laughed him, said, "All right, pal, five bucks for the flight, pal, please." Jeez. So Arush's next five Accepting games Accepting bribes are, from Mocha. <laughs> Blackouts, Fighting Illini, PDs and Negronis, the new guys, and yeah. Tuts and Parlay. So the next... That's... Yeah. Um, that all so in five, potentially. No. Uh, PDs and Negronis, maybe, PDs Negronis, PDs and Negronis are, are really athletic. Um, so Arush won't have an edge going into that game. Because, like, you know, it's a, it's, it's a lot of those guys from the process 
Ari Vazov, Ari Liberati, uh, Jacob Boydman, Jared Rockman, Jonathan Perez, Noel Groper. Like that's that's a solid team. Yeah. Now, of course, they're missing some of their their, their top end talent. They don't have Andrew Langford at quarterback, but you know, it's still good. So, like, that's the easiest game you have left. That's not great. No, <laughs> and and the thing is, right when you look at Lalone, the quarterback for Arush. He's not spectacular, but he gets the job done. That makes but sense. But he's getting the job done again. Like so, <laughs> they have they have not thrown an interception this season. Knock on wood before we jinx them. But they've only thrown fifteen touchdowns through five weeks. Yeah, if you look yeah, at their one of those games doesn't count because it was forfeit. So okay. technically four. So four if, if you look it's at the game against still. also, how does Rafael Major not have a games played but have stats? Sag, <laughs> Mokan. Don't look at me, <laughs> Alexi. Uh, do something, but here, here's the, here's the thing though, right? When you look at this team, they have a really good cover corner that I want to bring up right now mm-hmm. from Arush, number twenty four for the team, uh, Phil Lencor. He yeah. is really good. Like he had a big INT against LBB on Monday. Oh, look at that picture! Oh, that's a, a good looking guy. <laughs> he really exudes the green. Um, but I think I think overall, he's a guy that if if this is long term for Arush to be in this league. He could become a very good cover corner for his position group. I think so too. Um, but the thing is, Arush's strength is their athleticism, right? That's right. Um, and the, with the games they've won, they've beaten teams that they're more athletic than, right? Like, right. like we're we're no we're into no illusions about what Voodoo is. Voodoo is a smart, methodical team, but they're not chock full of burners. They have no. some speed guys, but generally they have guys who just play the game really well. Um, they they lost the city amigos. Because they don't have an athletic edge, right? The right. City Amigos are as athletic as they are. Um, now again, Blackouts fighting Illini, they don't have that edge. Uh, PDs and Negronis, they don't have that edge. So, so I, I literally can see a scenario where they don't win a game the rest of the season. Right. And now, when they go undefeated the rest of the season, Eagle, please clip that up to make fun of me constantly. Okay. So on the flip side of things, when you look at Blackouts, they're five and one, but they're banged up right now. They don't have their quarterback in play. They, they got very. Do you lucky. know if he's hurt or anything? I, I haven't spoken to them. They, they said he's banged up. That's all they told me, right? Because like, they played Sunday in Lachine. Uh, they're 5-1. They had, I think, three pick sixes against Voodoo, Voodoo won that game. But Blackouts, de- their defense is the strength of the team. Absolutely. With Vanslat and, and, and Kazak and these guys, they're, they're ballers, right? Yeah. But I don't know if they're a, a, like a, a strong like top-tier seed now because if they don't have the quarterback play, this might hurt them in the long term, though. And, and Julien Lachance, right? That's right. Uh, Julian's amazing. Like he's really, really, really yeah. good. He's he's to me um, a guy who's like Div three caliber, playing in Div uh, D, and he, just because he's new, he he's not even fully refined yet. Because FPF's a little bit different than I would imagine. He's played tackle, or, or I think he told me he, he used to throw. Uh, fo- he used to throw in tackle. Yeah. Um, and you can see that. You can see that just in his mechanics alone. For sure. Uh, but we've said that against who's that guy we always talked about this, the the Jack quarterback that always played with. Uh, um, oh my god yes I know uh, Ryan Kroof Ryan Kroof like he's yeah. he's like Ryan Kroof like it's gonna take him a second right yeah. to get there but like when you see him throw the ball it's spectacular right and 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 I was reminded of that when I watched them on Game of the Week and definitely that's what gives them sort of that next level but their defense is without him their defense is still the best defense in the division and the thing is for blackouts now I know Below them, Arush, new guys, part of my swag, and LSA, they all have played five games. Mm-hmm. So if Blackouts were to lose and these teams were to cash in their game played for, 
Uh, this really creates uh, uh, a real Pandora's box of one, two, three, four, and five. So any of those teams, please, again, that's a pretty deep stacked top five that you have with only a combined five losses between those two five teams moving forward. I wonder why Alex DeLille is not throwing. He has a three to one lifetime, you know, t- TD interception ratio. That, that's decent. Yeah. Um, he's also a guy who's got some wheels, right? Like he can run. Um, you know, he's had sort of between fifteen and thirty attempts running when he was quarterback. Right. So I don't know why they went with Matthew Kazaka. I mean, they won the game and he's played fine. But like to me, the no-brainer quarterback, backup quarterback, would be Alex Lil. Right. Well, we'll find out if they get back uh, the starting quarterback in the coming weeks. Uh, before we get to the next topic here, Eagle, if you went to Arush right now, what would you buy that you would make us very happy? Because I don't eat meat anymore, right? So what would you get for me if you were to buy it right now? Uh, I usually would get the Aleppo's. It's a half spicy pepper and half melted cheese. It's really delicious. Or you can get the Zatter, which is also pretty good. It's a sesame mix. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty solid thing. Okay, very well. Can't wait for next I week. I believe it's pronounced Zatar. Zatar, yeah. Yeah, but I'm known you, for mispronunciation. I understand, but like yes. your, your level of mispronunciation. What did you call Buster Only on Hot Sauce Sports today? Oh, no. Uh, like the most famous bad. baseball writer of our generation. Oh, no. What did he it say? Uh, only. <laughs> oh, my God. It's not even spelled that way. No. It's only spelled O-N-L-E-Y. And who All else right. was there? Javier Baez? Oh, Javier Baez. Javier Baez. That said, if you want to hear Eagle mispronounce professional athletes and and professional broadcasters, that should be a names, segment for us. Yeah. Pronounce well, it's, it's every segment of Hot Sauce Sports. So do we'll check out Hot Sauce Sports yeah. if you want to hear Eagle mispronounce names. Okay, so we're not going to mispronounce this guy. Ryan Garber is he the favorite to win quarterback of the year because his passing percentage is out of this world. I think seventy five percent. I think he's third in touchdown passes, and he's 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 not far from you from passing yards right now. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't even know why this is the case. I always lead the division in passing yards. <laughs> I well, don't understand I mean, why. I do scorekeeper games. No, now. but like now, but now the app, the, the app, you need to 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 get forty yards per drive, right? Like in for theory, yes. Yards. So, but the thing is, is that um, when I look at the stats, like just I was talking to, to Justin Blanchard, and he's like, "Hey, P's, like this might be your first All Star season at quarterback, right?" And then. I started looking at the guys around me. I'm like, when did it get to this point where, like, for, like on pace to 44 touchdowns won't even get me a sniff? <laughs> it's not How even did he go quarterback 22 of the year. Two for 21. Yeah, that's that's gonna help his completion percentage. Oh yeah, that's true. Well, you know what? It might have been. Hold on here. Let's. He look. has two interceptions. It's impossible. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Besides the fact that he literally has more completions than attempts, he also has interceptions. God damn it. it it's it's um it's pretty bad. It's a thing. It's a thing. It happens. It happens. But do you think but he, the other ones look legit, so Yeah, the other ones look fine. Um but yeah, he had hundred and four point eight percent completion percentage. <laughs> I wonder why he didn't he didn't uh, message us for a stat correction for some reason. I don't know, it's a good question. Um but yeah, honestly that and, and like here's the thing with Ryan Garber is um, what he does on the ground is also spectacular, right? So, like, we're gonna have to take take what he does on the because like, I'm not adding anything on the ground, right? So he's he may surpass, he may be the leader in yardage at the end of the season if you if you add his rushing yards as well. Well, right now his rushing yard clip is 144 through five, so he could perhaps hit 300 for the season. But like, and- like check it, like and again, this is div D, right? So this is div div five. The following quarter, this is how many quarterbacks have 20 touchdowns and more, uh, and only two of these guys have played six games. 
right? Yeah. So Brad Evans is 24. Ben McMahon, 24. And and I'm not even counting touchdowns on the ground because I'm sure, guaranteed Ben McMahon has rushing touchdowns too. <laughs> um, Ryan Garber, 22. And I think I just saw he has 23 if you add his rushing touchdown. Right. I have 22. Gabe Weisman is 22. Frank K is 20. Matthew Lerner is 20. Like halfway through the season, we have seven guys on pace to throw a minimum of 40 touchdowns. To 40 touchdowns used to be quarterback of the year in Div 5 Div D. Welcome to the new age passing of FPF yeah. here. That's why. It's, uh, it's, uh, plays are getting called faster. There's more big plays happening. It's, it's impressive. It's impressive. Would you put odds on him or would you put money on him right now or would you go somewhere, somewhere Brad else? Brad Evans is playing really well too though, man. And, and Ben McMahon, dude, like if we, I, I am going to go take, check the rushing tab right now. Um, he has two touchdowns on the ground. So right. he's up there with Brad Evans right now. Um, I'd say it's a three-headed race right now, those three. So we have three award winners then. Okay, perfect. Well, we'll have one. It's, it's, we're not splitting golds. <laughs> no, no. We're not no. splitting goals in FPF. No, we don't have the budget for trophies like that. No. Um, lastly, who has achieved at this point? Who's underachieved more at this point? Spears Legion or Tough Lungs? I saw this question and... Um, they tied, by the way. Uh, last I know, Friday. but the question to me is nonsense because Spears Legion is playing their first, te- their first season that's not in Division E or six. So they can't underachieve. This, they're, they're playing to me finally in the right division, but that doesn't mean I think they're going to dominate the division. I think it's going to take them a couple of seasons to get it, to get adjusted. I know when I went up to throw in Div 4 and then came back to now in Div D, you see the difference in speed, right? So like right. Vince Pisano is experiencing that for the first time, it's, and he's going he's gonna to get better as that goes. Uh, tough lungs a little bit, um, although I'm very impressed. Like They beat us. Um, and I was really impressed with Matthew Lerner. He's come a long way uh, from just forcing the ball to his brother. Uh, he was making all his reads. He's buying time in the pocket. He's a better athlete than you would guess just right. by looking at him. Right. Um, I, I think the results are far – they're not as good as I'd expect. Eagle, what's, what's their, um, their strength of schedule? So if we're looking at – hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me find them on the list here. Sparrow's Legion is 46.74 percentage toughness. And the Tough Lungs is 50% on the bang, on the nose. So, yeah, Tough Lungs had a little bit of a tougher schedule. I mean, slight. Yeah. It's, but, it's I mean, they're, they're, I would imagine they're both middle of the pack, right? Uh, tough Lungs is middle of the pack. Uh, Sparrow's Legion is more in the bottom half middle. Like easier, right. easier. But so, like, so yeah. I'd say I say tough lungs because of that because I, I thought tough lungs would have a harder schedule to have that record. Right. So to me, the answer to your question, the very long winded answer to your question is tough lungs. Division E. Let's dive into it because right. we we have some missiles being pointed towards us from <laughs> the uh, from the North Sea of the United Kingdom, and uh, we look at certain teams here. Yeah, Eagle, pull up, pull up the uh, the uh, initial comments to my yes, article, which I had no are we idea. Because you didn't yeah, tag we, us is the other thing. Yeah, I had no idea. Like I'm like, who who, who are you talking about? I- Iggy Magnets told me that that happened. I I didn't notice because I I wasn't tagged in it. Yeah. So anyway, so first of all, I have the courage to tag us. You coward. Well, you, he could, but I don't think he has this on Facebook. All right, so Eagle. So the gist of it, Vince Romano, who I guess plays for Pinchello, he's the quarterback for Pinchello, supposedly. Uh, was not very happy with our analysis because he believes we're ignoring Pinchello's. Well, a, like me specifically, but then you got thrown under the bus uh, with yeah. me. Yeah, I'm like, so okay, cool, whatever. Re- read, out, read out his contention. Here you go, yeah, Eagle. So this was comment specifically on your article mm-hmm. that basically says, oh, no, let's not go into his profile. That's yeah. a little bit oh, too much man. of a He messed up. He messed up. He goes, hey, Peas, we're 4-1 and one, and Pinchello's. 
I gotta read this one. So off. okay, first of all, I'll cop to this. I made a mistake. I wrote the article when some games were already. Pl- I finished the article when some games were already played. I don't write my article in sequence and sometimes forget to change the records once games were played. Right. Um, and I don't think I accounted for their their win at that point against Green Means Go. I don't I don't know if that happened before or after the uh, the article had been posted. So he says, hey, Pease, we're 4-1, and one, so Pinchellos. I'm second in passing TDs. Our guy leads in touchdown receptions. Our guy leads in sacks. Our guy leads in tackles. Our guy leads in INTs. And all you guys talk about is Orioles, Ravens, and Dilly Dilly. Not only did we smoke the Rainmakers and have the same record at 4-1, and one, and you have them ahead in the power rankings, you and Mokon might need to step down because I think your stat reading and analyzing of games has been brutal unless some of these other teams kiss a lot of P's butt. Okay. And on top of that, our defense has allowed six points in each of the past two weeks, and all I hear about is Ravens defense? Okay, so a couple of things. couple of things. First of all, if you're going to propose a sex act, I prefer to be more front-facing <laughs> than backwards-facing. Second thing, um, second thing, to be honest, I have good relationships with most teams across the league, but it's, it's relationships I made in the league by talking to people. In fact, one of the things you can do instead of getting up in a soapbox is message me directly and tell me what's happening in your games. I can't be everywhere. I unfortunately haven't been at a Pincello's game this season. I know, I've know i seen Vince Romano play in the past when he played for BDR, um, and he's improved dramatically. He has he had before this season, Mo, like a, a very bad touchdown interception ratio, and he's got 21-5 to five this season. So he is playing well, absolutely. But I wanted to, I wanted to point out a few things. One is... I can speak for my articles because I, I Mo writes the script for the show. Let's let's pull back the curtain a little bit. Uh, the Wizard of Oz, Mo Khan, he writes the script for the show. I write the articles, right? Um, the reason is I can't do both. I'm a busy guy, and Mo does a great job with the script. But I know I keep a running tally of of how many times I write a recap of a team. Right now, Pincelos are in the lower end of that. I've recapped them once. But the most is three. And I try to keep everyone between two and four recaps per season. But I can't control like who plays against two, right? So like it won't be completely even. I do try and keep it as even as possible. That's the first thing. Second thing, guess which one of the few teams I've mentioned every single week in my play in, the, in my article. Dilly Dilly. Yep. But guess who's another one? Ravens. Uh, actually, I think this team got mentioned more than Ravens. Melons. No, Ravens were because they were in because they were in the power rankings every week. Oh, are, are, is it these guys over here? It is these guys over here. You're watching the game of the week if you're oh, watching wow, it. look at that. Well, huh? they actually won the game. They actually had a great game. So uh, do check out the game of the week with Pincelos and it's Green Means Go. Now, I mentioned Pincelos in every article. Let's let's look at the things I've mentioned, Mo. You tell me what I've said that was inflammatory. Let's start with last week. Yeah, go for it. Um, I started with, I am impressed with Pincelos' defense. So... He said, we're talking about Ravens defense. Literally, I'm impressed with Pincello's defense. I will say, but I was kind of underwhelmed by Vince Romano against a team that has allowed almost 20 points a game heading into last week. An elite team would have used this opportunity to flex on the weaker squad. Now, I had also previously said that this week that the front runners all underperformed this week, right? Right. I, I set that up. But anyway, maybe he just did control F, look for his name. A lot of guys yeah, do that. Yeah, a lot of people do that. Um, Pintello's Mike Appa is collecting flags like some disturbed history buff. That means he's got a lot of tackles. That's what that sentence means. I don't always write when I'm sober. I only edit when I'm sober. Um, week five, Pintello's. I didn't have very high hopes about Pintello's this season. However, I'm man enough to admit I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see Jordan Ferry be more involved in the offense, 
but you can't argue with the results. So inflammatory, right? Clearly, I hate this team. Crossing the line. Yeah, yeah, I'm such a dick. Absolutely. Um, Sorry, I swore, Rob. Uh, Week four, Pincelos. They started the game with a punt, then they forced a turnover on downs. Jonathan Justin Calixt then scored, and Pincelos never looked back. They've also since beaten Brewers. Peasy man, you really torch these guys. Yeah, I'm really disappointed in you, Peasy. Here's a recap. Last week I said that Vince Romano had a great QB name, but rarely lived up to the unfair expectation I created with this. It's no fault of his own. This was my reaction to reading it, and his parents found each other attractive, and before you knew it, the dude was born and given a gritty as fuck name. This week, sorry, gritty AF. I didn't swear in the article. This week, after a disappointing loss in the season opener, Vince Romano would take on balls deep. Both teams lost their first game of the season, but Vince Romano looked uh, to right the ship as early as he could. The Pincelos QB connected with uh, the understated and emerging threat Mike Appa for a 40-yard strike uh, to put six on the board after the convert failed. Mike Appa would then get the attention, uh, would then get attention from the offense and defense alike, as he would be targeted six more times, but only muster an additional 13 yards on three more catches. Clearly, I'm not reading stats right now. No, I, I mean, no. I'm clearly, clearly, I got the order all wrong. Apparently, yeah. It would be jo- Justin Calixt who would do the bulk of the damage for the team, uh, named after a famed coloring pencil brand. Calixt had taken, uh, Calixt had to take over QB duties. In week one, I wasn't there. I don't know why that was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in an exchange that was seemingly as amicable as Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua Tagovailoa, he would relinquish the reins back to Romano, whose 124.1 QB rating would prove enough to get beyond balls deep by a score of 37-31. Sometimes going balls deep isn't enough. Sometimes it's just not in the cards. Uh, and then I wrote that I should su- I would suggest foreplay for balls deep. Right. So, inflammatory? Terrible? I, I'm still... Uh, we got to report you to uh, management. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the only other thing I wrote was the first article. Uh, Vince Romano has an old school QB name. I'd 100% draft him in Madam if he was CPU generated. However, his play needs to live up to the legend I've created in my head that no one else knew about until now. Oh, holy bleep. I have him this week for scorekeeping Friday. Yeah. Lavelle, okay, all right. All right, guys. So. Uh, see you guys in is it Is it poor reading skills? Because <laughs> his play's been good. So it's not poor play. It has to be poor reading skills. Like, is it just that I said that one thing about how he should score more points? Do you think you should score less points? I so, don't understand. So here's my two cents, Vince. I'm watching this game. You're going to get exposed by a good defense at one point because the balls you're throwing are not good balls. You're getting lucky on a lot of them based on this footage that I'm watching right here. So that's my hot take on your team's record right I now. Haven't, I haven't seen it. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't watched him the weekend. Holy cow, he's laboring out there throwing that football. It, wow, it, man. It got posted... When I was already uh, heading over to the studio, so I, I haven't seen it. I will see it. I'll break it down because I'm doing the midseason write-ups. But, like, dude, honestly, I don't have a beef with you. I don't even see a thing. I've been meaner to more people <laughs> than yeah, I to you guys. Uh, yeah, exactly. By the way, but, shout out to um, our But thanks boy. for watching the show. <laughs> thanks shout for out to our boy Chris Vey and Nimrod uh, for the uh, Skycam look that they used with the drone which uh, was unveiled with some other games uh, last week. It's my week. favorite way to watch football. It's so it is, good. It yeah. is. I, it's I so think good. it's phenomenal. Hopefully we can, we can incorporate that for the road show. Maybe. You never know. I asked Nimrod about that. Maybe we could. But uh, anyway, it's a cool video. I'll only allow him if he wears pajama pants to operate. He does. But, he does but here, here's my, my forehead thinking on this, or five head, or 4D chest, whatever it is. 
we just spent 10 minutes talking about Pinchellos. Yeah, now leave me alone for the rest of the season. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> he just took a ton of airtime for one Facebook comment. Yeah. So really, who's the genius here? Well, no. Pinchellos. Well, look, this is, this is for the fans. This is for the players, right? So, like, we... We will highlight them. I got no problem with that. Um, I was just, honestly, because I've said things that are inflammatory in the past, but this really doesn't seem to be any of them. No, like, no. I just think that they're a bit upset that we didn't mention them okay, directly. Okay, so, so, so can we officially say Vince and give him the nickname Karen Romano? Yeah, we can call him that. But look, I apologize. I'm busy with, with radio and weather and other things. Uh, I'll pay more attention to you guys. But okay. what did we... No, no, no. no, no I refuse. Uh, Don't apologize for no, shit no, no. that I, didn't I, happen. I will apologize. I'm going to put you guys above my, my real-life jobs of what I do for <laughs> a living. And so you guys are now my forefront. So you know what? When we open yeah. up the show next week, it's all about the Pinchellas for the first 25 minutes. We can do 25 minutes of Pinchellas, right? Well, we, we did do, 10. So. We did 10, right? So we're going we're gonna to definitely... So that's about 40, 40% of whatever our coal is. We're going to bomb the show next week and just talk Pinchellos. Yeah, in the words of my minutes. grandfather, FOH. There you go. Okay, a Bad Batch. Since we've really kiboshed this whole Sorry division about that. Uh, Bad I Batch. I should have told you before you wrote the script that's, that's okay, what no I was going to do. Bad Batch right now, can you foresee them winning three of the final five games to get into the playoffs? Well, obviously I can. Here, my obviously I can because I picked them as my, uh, my darling team for the season. I know. Oscar's screwed me over again. <laughs> but look, I, I'm not lagging that far behind you, Mo, because Oscar's Hockey School only has two, two know, wins. I know, I know. Uh, they did get the win against the Bad Batch, though. Oh, no, sorry. That was Chevalier de Rohan. They got the win against Bad Batch this week. Um, yeah, that's my team. Suck it. It's, it's going to be awful the rest of the way because uh, Dilly Dilly is really, really good. Oh, we can't talk about Dilly Dilly. We can't talk about them. We can't because we spoke about far too much. I can't talk about the best teams in the division. Probably a team that win the championship. Um, A team that competed against Ravens without having, uh, you know, a Stan Marino and Ricardo De Rosier. Uh, which you can read about in my article coming up this week. But if you if you if you decide to do more than just Control F, you can read about it. Um, the Bad Batch uh, play also blast from the past, and Frank Grenier will expose them because he's experienced and they're not. Uh, blast in the cap, by the way. Read my article, find out why. Um, Bad Batch also faces Save the Turtles, good team. Quatrium, who've gotten really good, and Vincent Benjamin is getting better and better yep. every week. Yep. And Melons, uh, who we like, we both really like. Yeah, I like the uniforms. That's what I like about them. Yeah, I, I posted a picture of the Friendly's watermelon roll sorbet. Yeah. I said, that's what it reminds me of. Yeah, they actually had watermelon for their win last week here for, uh, nice. in Laval. And I told them, guys, they're about to close off the lights in two minutes, so they better get that bleep out before they do so. Uh, nobody look, likes I, eating I melon in the dark. Yeah, I just don't know where they can get three out of five, right? They, they, they no way. Uh, blast from pass, I agree with you. It would be very tough for them. Maybe the last two games, but even at that though, Melons is starting to improve game by game. I would have said if they would have played Quatrium and Melons early, those they, they, they could have been wins. Had them, yeah. Not I, now. I think now, unfortunately, this might be an 0 and 10 team. Exactly. But listen, my first season, I was 0 9 and 1, so I know how to pick them. Oh, of course, I know how to pick them. Division A, Division B. Let's dive into that. We talk about how it's starting to shape up here, where the Braves are running away with the division. They're going to probably be the number one seed in all likelihood. And now you got a you got a holy trinity of teams at three losses. So when I look at and taking away Chernobyl right now, when I look at All Stars and Contraband right now, if one of those teams land in the three spot or maybe the four spot, piece, do you have confidence that they can make it to the final just to simply reach the finals from that? Sorry, position, who is this uh, with Contraband and uh, All Stars? Um, so All Stars, I was talking about Kirak this week. Um, he, Kevin Wyeth uh, is injured. He's uh, he's having a shoulder issue. 
Um, so he he um, he hasn't been himself, and part of the thing that makes Kevin White special is that fastball, right? Uh, famously, like that ball gets in there quick, and and that's that's one of the things that makes some of his throws uh, completely completely indefensible. Um, so if you notice here, Paul Appear took over, and Paul Appear will be quarterbacking for them uh, for the short for the short term. But that also removes Paul Appear as a receiver. Yeah, you weaken your receiving. Yeah. Core, they they right? added Quay Johnson, which excellent. Yeah. Uh, but Paul Appear is a very specific kind of target, right? Um, and Kevin Wyeth is a legendary FPF quarterback for sure. So the thing is, uh, to me, I've said this from the beginning. While I think all stars are strong and they have that Kevin Wyeth factor, um, I think the days of Kevin Wyeth in the red polo is done. The, the intimidation factor is not quite there. Jean Mahieu now has that thrown, but I think contraband are that next level behind. And I, I know... But from a three spot, do you trust one of these teams to make it to the final though? Like, I, we say contraband... I mean, if if they it's were contraband, three, I, I think so. Because contraband has all the talent in the world. So. But all-stars, no. All-stars, uh, definitely not with, with Kevin Wyatt out. Um, did you see the game? Did you see how they lost to Chernobyl? That, was, that no, to me was is surprising. I wasn't there for that game either. Uh, definitely Chernobyl, just let us know. Yeah, think about Chernobyl. They lost the last two games to Division B squad, so they could have easily been five and one or four and two and being second place right now, then being yeah. fourth. I saw uh, I saw uh, um, Dave Santomo picking off uh, Nick Santomo on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. So I yeah. saw that. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I forgot to download it for the show. That would have been a good uh, a good uh, video to put up. Well, there's a big game coming up for contraband. They have Chernobyl coming up and then All-Stars in the next two weeks. So we might have a separation of teams for that three-win uh, clog right now. Do we know who the official quarterback of Chernobyl is? Or is it like a, a it's, surprise? It's, is I believe it's Pat Chenard, is it not? Well, because like, Pat Chenard's got... Okay, he's got the most attempts. Sintomo played a couple games. Sintomo and Rashti's played a game. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess Pat Chenard. But, I mean, so... Who would you rather go into battle with at quarterback? Tomo. He'd be, yeah, he'd be my favorite too. And yeah. I mean, I think Pat Chenard would be number three for me. Not that Chenard's bad. Like he's no, still one of the best not, quarterbacks. He's not, he's not a refined quarterback like no. Santomo is. That's why. and and he doesn't have like the, nobody has rushed his mind, right? No. So, no, you know. Um, it, it, also, having Pat Chenard as a receiver doesn't hurt either. No, for sure not. Uh, Division B. When you look at it right now, he's there are a cluster of two win teams right now. Who, who's the second best team? Like, who's going to get second place right now in going into the final four weeks? Because I saw BYOB give Urjans Medic a really good run for their money, and they were one play away from beating Urjans and perhaps being in a three-way tie or two-way tie for first place than being in fourth place. Sorry, I was lagging on internet, and I panicked, and I didn't hear what you said. Yeah, BYOB. <laughs> yeah. They, they could, they're one play away from being in a first-place tie with Urjans Medic. So who can be the second-place team going into the final four weeks? Get off my D's impressing me. I didn't. I didn't think they. I mean, you. They have the same record as POV, but their their play has impressed me. Um, I th- I thought they'd be uh, a little off the pace here, and they've been that second tier team, right? With with here for beers and, and BYOB. Um, it's it's crazy just how similar these teams are. Like even like the points for points the games are essentially the same it, for it, all the teams two it's to just four two to five, right? It's it's essentially um what we have is Rajon Smedzik is head and shoulders above the rest. We have the next four teams that are about the same and have the same like they all have an issue. There's all something about them that makes them not the next level. I thought BOILB 
would be up with them, um, mm-hmm. and they haven't been. Um, and Junkyard Dogs, we knew this would be an adjustment season for them, right? So the, the season's kind of played out like we thought. Um, I'd like to see BYOB, but let's examine here for a beer for a second. Um, here for the beers. Um, They've improved in the last couple of weeks. They have, and, and I, I don't think they're much worse than than BYOB. I just I really like the BYOB roster. Uh, but essentially, um, Sean Avram has been good, not spectacular, mm-hmm. right? And and the receiving core is about as good as you can get. Um, but it's just lackluster, right? Like there's just what 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 to you Mo, when you see this team, what is missing from them that separates them, let's say, from Rajon Smitzik? Um, is it is it on defense? I just think it's Sean Avram's confidence when he's on he's very good when he when he's off like he's he's mentally shot when he's going up against better competition mm-hmm. and that happened against them like psychs himself up maybe yeah like when they played Braves I believe uh, a couple weeks ago got off to a slow start they were down two scores they made a run at towards the end but ended up losing but I think they have the firepower to give fits to Urgence Medic who I think have weaknesses right now going to the final uh, half of the season because Urgence Medic's last four games have been one score conclusions, so they can easily have been a one in five right now at this point. So you think Sean Avram's one of those guys where, as his quarterback rating goes up, he gets worse? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. It's like yeah, because that's Sean Avram for you in a nutshell, right? I mean, he can be a really good quarterback and be lights out and be like, "Wow, this is what you call." So he gets his Madden number and goes, "I'm not that good." And no, he no, no. To bed. It's well, like he's so so. The thing is, it's funny because I think his best season was when we were calling him the 11th best quarterback out of 10. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess no when the expe- expectations, yeah. yeah. But honestly, um, his two wins came against Junkyard Dogs, right? And, we, and that's we, big for tiebreaker purposes as well. Yeah, I understand. But again, yeah, but also we, it's like te- technically the worst team, quote unquote, in yeah. Division B, right? That you got your wins off. Of. And so they play KGP this week. I think this will be the sort of gives us a a, a barometer. Uh, by which we can measure their success. Because if they can't get past KGP, then they really are just sort of a team. Nothing special, nothing great. Um, And they get their responsibility back-to-back weeks. Yeah, but again, again, we don't expect them to beat Zick, but if if we can see them competitive and maybe say like, hey, you know what, there's a path for them to be successful in the playoffs or in the finals. Yeah. Sure, great. But to me... The game against KGP, the game against BYOB, that's where we're going to really see, and I'm talking about games week 7 and 10, that's where we're really going to see um, if they can they can show us that, hey, mm-hmm. th- they're, that next, they're that next year after Jean Spenzik. Right. I, don't th- I don't think anyone thought Jean Spenzik wouldn't be the favorite to win the division, right? No, no. But I think now for Jean Spenzik, they've been a little bit sloppy, not closing out games as efficiently as they should be. And I think now moving towards their final... Um, remainder of games I want to see that killer instinct in how they are I want to see them uh, muscle the way through like they have in years past with this core roster that they have I mean they beat all sorts two weeks ago yeah I know look the last four games have been by one score uh, conclusions so they could but, easily be but but the thing is like three of those four games were against Div A teams yeah so to me like it's cool that Arizona Smith is slumming it but they're a Div A team yeah yeah, and like, anyway, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. It's pretty though. clear to me. They're for in the wrong sure. division. For sure. 
It is now time for Games of the Week. Now, what is the current standings of the Games of the Week uh, numbers here? Do uh, actually, I don't think um, Iggy posted it this he week. He hasn't updated. He's, He's on vacation in but St. Louis. But we will be tracking them, so we will have yeah. them ready. I'm pretty I believe, sure I, Well, no. I, I actually went up uh, PZ. If you look at Iggy's article, if you get his article up here, uh, Eagle, before yeah, we go to the game up. Um, no. Yeah, because I'm one up on, on, on yeah. PZ. But I'm still winning, though. We'll see. What I'm winning in spirit. All right, here we go. Uh, the, the reason why, by the way, is because I keep having to pick the bad patch. I know. <laughs> bad patch has been your uh, downfall. Damn, you guys. Yes, you guys. All right, Oscars, let's get that win for us. So we're going to do these in reverse order that we normally do, all right? Awesome. Okay. So we're going to start with co-ed today. Sriracha hot chili sauce fighting tigers. Fighting tigers. There you go, Sriracha. Okay. Power Rangers, third down for what? That's a game great of the week game. from Alexi. Is it is it actually game of the week though? Or? No, I, I don't no, think it's in Brossard. Let's let's go. Okay, to third down. Uh, give me third down for what? Third down for what? Fantastic nine, yin and yang. Fantastic nine, yin and yang. Les semi croquants, la secte. Semi croquants. Uh, we're gonna go division E. Save the turtles, les chevaliers du Rohan. Turtles, turf. Trailer Park Boys, Oscars Hockey School. Oscars. Uh, Antoine Mani is hurt. He got hurt uh, after the first play of uh, Game of the Week. I don't think he's back yet. In that case, give me... Who are they playing against? Oscars Hockey School. Give me the Hockey School. Uh, Balls Deep, V-Town. V-Town. Balls Deep look good this week. V-Town. Pincello's Menace to Sobriety. I, I so want to pick against Pincello's. But I want to win the game, so I'll pick Pincello's. Yeah, I'll take Pincello's. Rainmaker's Suicide Squad. Rainmaker's are playing good football now. Suicide Squad's really good. Uh, give me Suicide Squad. Green means go. Brewers. GMG. Green means go. Uh, dilly Dilly the Bad Batch. Dilly Dilly. Dilly Dilly. I, got, I can't. Le Mythic Quantrium FFC. Quantrium. Okay, Quantrium, yeah. Ravens Oreos. Ooh. Oh, man. Ravens. Oreos have been stumbling the late. Ravens. Unless Trey Bentley's quarterback. Ravens. Blast from the past. Melons. Flash the past. Melons. Division D. Mean Girls Kiss My End Zone. Mean Girls. Kiss My End Zone. Arush Blackouts. Arush. PDs and Negronis. Loyola. PDs and Negronis. Agreed. Les Bleu Branleur. Top Season. Top Season. Top Season. Glow Gang Replacements. Glow Gang. Glow Gang Gap. Tough Lungs. Ball in 60s. Tough Tough Lungs. Bruins, Sparrows, Legion. Bruins. Bruins, yeah. Lockdown, the Stoics. Lockdown. I'm going to lockdown. Two underperforming teams, huh? Lockdown. Voodoo, the new guys. I want to pick against the new guys again for narrative, but I'll pick the new guys because they're really good. Yeah, I'm going new guys. Vultures, Johnny Fireball. Uh, in the words... Oh, False the, Kings. In the words of the greatest songwriter Vultures. to ever grace America... Fireball. I just went for the joke there. Vultures. But yeah, give me Fireball. Trap Stars, Hot Sauce Sports. Hot Sauce Sports by 50, but I can't pick it. Oh, wow. You guys are playing Trap Stars this week, yeah. huh? We have a decimated roster, though, so don't pick I'm it. going Trap Stars. Yeah. Like, they, they'd probably win anyway, but definitely this week. Clinkers, The Fighting, Illini. 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 Pardon My Swag, Los Siete Amigos. Good game. Pardon My Swag. You know, PMS. Tuts and Parlays, You always leftovers. do more. Tuts and who? Tuts and parlays the leftovers. T- tuts. Tuts. Division C, Ligrocock, Mangoose. Uh, Grocock. Same. Sheesh. 
Blue Dreamers. Sheesh. Sheesh. Silent Ticklers, EZW. EZW. Silent Ticklers. Blue Dreamers, Balls Deep. Oh, playing twice this week. Yeah. Oh. Uh, they are back to back in Brussard. Who is it, sorry? Blue Dreamers, Balls Deep. Blue Dreamers, back to back. Give me Blue, Blue Dreamers. Blue Dreamers, yeah. The Infantry, Top Sauce. Infantry. Uh, infantry, yeah. Blessed, Les Centaurs. Blessed. Bounce back for Blessed. The Felt Harmon Institute of Technology, B Ballers. Shit. B Ballers. And Division A and B, here for the beers, KGP. Beer. Here for the beers. Braves, Chernobyl 21. Braves. Braves. Chernobyl 21, Contraband and a back-to-back in Lachine. Contraband. That's a rough night. Uh, All-Stars, Braves. Braves. That is not a back-to-back, but it's two different fields, so yeah, that's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Junkyard Dogs, Get Off RD. Get Off RD. Get Off RD. And Urgence Medic, BYOB. Urgence Medic. Yeah, Medic for me, please. And there we go. All right. Okay, so... Um, yeah, that's it for now. But a reminder, uh, one thing I want to bring up quickly here. Guys, bring your uniforms with numbers, legit numbers on the back of it. We're at a point now, we're, ha- we're past the halfway point of the year. We don't want guys to lose games played for because they weren't wearing a proper uniform. And that means you don't become playoff eligible. You need five to be eligible, so wear a proper uniform, please. That is all. Matchless, please. <laughs> that is all? <laughs> the Canadian... Uh, you want to do it again right into the camera? Sure. Oh, look at him. I'm blended into the thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the Canadian women beat the Canadian... Uh, beat the American women in soccer. Uh, good night, Sweden. That's what I said about Sweden. Sweden. We'll see what happens. Play, we're going to move that game up here, right? It's like in the middle of the night now. Yeah, they're both complaining about the heat. Yeah, it's pretty bad, though. Apparently, this is acceptable climate according to the bid that they made to the Olympic Committee. It is not acceptable climate for scientists, though. No. <laughs> Correct. <laughs>